Today, all over the world, there are thousands of Sino-Soviet intelligence agents with money to burn, looking for unsuspecting targets for exploitation among members of our forces. It's the best type of tweet. It's the tweet where they're talking about something and you have zero idea what it is. And so does 90% of the rest of the population. No idea what he's talking about. And that which causes that other 90% to go and look up what the issue is. And now this very specific knowledge base has grown exponentially because everyone wants to know what is what is this guy talking about? When did he eat his own cum? What video is he talking about? Let me go <laughs> find it. Which is what I did. Like, so you I found imagine the video? most. People, yeah. Did you watch it? No, I just oh. <laughs> not fucking interested in seeing. But how do you know it's a man eating his own cum? I I just took it from. You took it from face value. You took it from the yeah. thumbnail. I saw a thumbnail of the guy Jake Flores with like nipple clamps on. I was like, okay. <laughs> I believe that. I believe that yeah. happened. So I'm just gonna let that, you know, yeah. be the thing. But it's like it's that it's the it's in the same vein as the like Shane Dawson. If you ever saw, did he fuck like, his cat or something? Is that yeah. the same guy? Yeah, where he has this big long tweet there's, going. I never, I never fucked my cat. You know, there's this weird like subset of Twitter interactions where it's solely um, people claiming not to do things that they've done or whatever, and it's yes. like these mid tier. Like not quite as popular as any of the cum boys, but like Anna Dasha level popular where it's uh like 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 uh well now it's Samantha Pritchard and then it's uh it's like Sean McCarthy and like those types of, of people. Uh Jake Flores is one of them. Where where people will just say this weird shit. Or uh what about that one girl, um the the girl that wanted to fuck Felix or whatever and was sending creepy messages to him, the medium naturals for, for Bernie or whatever. Oh, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. The e girl. Yeah, it's it, it typically happens with like e girls and creepy e dudes or whatever where they get or uh Michael Tracy, he's he's kind of at that level. He oh he might god. Be, he might Love be a Michael. little above Yeah, but they're all they all do weird shit where you're like, Okay. And what's funny about that is I would have never heard of Jake Flores if it wasn't for (laughs) Come Discourse. Like I would have no idea who this is. So anytime someone mentions Jake Flores, I'm like, Oh, the cum guzzler. (laughs) That Jake Flores. Yeah. I only I knew him through he was on an episode of Chapo a few years ago because he Yes. Uh because he did like a joke that got like like DHS sent to his house to be like why are you joking about murdering ice, bro? Um, so that, which is cool. But since then, it's, it's been like, anytime I hear about him, is that he's probably like trying to fist fight people over Twitter. Like, like that yeah. just seems to be his thing is that like, he's like woke adjacent too, which is kind of weird. He's like, he's got like yeah. one foot in the water and the other foot completely planted on dry land. Like he's, he, he'll, he'll hang out with the cum boys, but he'll also be like, you're not allowed to say faggot. Like that type of stuff. Like he's or it's say so, stuff like, like, oh, it's if you're if you're a guy and you're afraid of eating your cum with a girl, you're gay. <laughs> you're basically gay, which I think he's I think is probably a bit of a joke. But the idea, yeah, that, I think he, I think he is gay. I'm not 100 percent sure, but well, at the very least, like, what do you think? Bye, right? Because the, the video is with two women. Um, well, okay, bi people don't exist. We've already been over. This. Okay, well, he's he's some. 
like unnamed sexuality that used to exist, but we've erased it. So yeah, <laughs> straight white men, we've erased bisexuality. Yeah. So, um, he's something or the other like that. Um, but I just want to put it out there. Um, I don't want to eat my own cum. Uh, and I don't think that makes me gay. I think that just makes me like, I, I have a discerning palate, person. I guess is what that gives me. Have you ever like, have you ever heard of anybody that did that? I, besides Jake Flores, I've never heard of anybody like eating their own cum. I mean, this scenario, the scenario in which it occurred, right. was that he's in a video and he's being donned by two women. Right. And they basically are like, ha ha bitch eat your eat your jizz right and he's like oh no i hate this so oh, i hate eating my own cum oh, you know right um what is so, up with the, maybe this is why people aren't leftists what's up with the left and weird sex shit because like there was this uh there was this girl recently on twitter and she was like okay if you haven't been to like five to ten orgies like don't talk to me and i'm like what yeah. are you talking about why that's less that's less left. That's more just internet. That's just more terminal. But it's like but they're like leftists and stuff, because like the right is the whole like incel typically incels are more right wing, right? Because they're like I haven't had sex with a woman or whatever, sure. so we need to massacre the minorities or some shit. Yeah, maybe like, they're maybe they're incels because they've never eaten their own cum. That's probably what they need to do. If we all I were mean, eating our own idea. cum We'd get yeah, laid Honestly, more. like both are both are just like as sad to be a part of. I feel like being in being part of like a quote unquote incel community is just as sad as being uh, like a like a fucking like one of those ravers from the Matrix or some shit. <laughs> like one of those fucking <laughs> weird know. fuck in one freaks. Scenario, you're getting you're getting pussy or the dick, and the other you're not. So, but I you're don't like know. weird about getting pussy and or dick. True. You yeah. can't say you're a leftist unless you've been in a Jennifer Conley Requiem for a Dream situation where you're double railing with a dildo <laughs> yes, at while rich men are throwing money on top of you. The point of that scene was it was because it, it was awesome. That was the point of the scene. Not that it was, <laughs> like a well, scenario where the two of them were degrading themselves for money. No, let's just though like lose that because it's an aesthetics battle. Won't leftists lose that like ten out of ten? Because I mean that's the main thing with like the whole Groiper uh, like incel shit. Is that it's like a it's like a it's that's what Nazis do, right? Like they aestheticize like politics, and then like the left when they try to aestheticize politics, such as you know that that article that came out talking about being a poet and like going to orgies and shit, but talking about like socialism, it, like oh we we tried to read this one book and we're stupid bitches and all we do is fuck. Yeah. Like, that's like th- you're gonna lose like the aesthetics. Right? Yeah, battle. that's not that shouldn't be our game. Like. Because it's never it, been it's never been a leftist like tactic. Yeah. So I mean, if you're gonna like do aesthetics, you might as well do it, you know, cool. And, another another topic. Be a gamer. Yeah, you should be a gamer. <laughs> well, yes, that's, that's absolutely. Cool aesthetics. Um, I mean, well, I mean, honestly, like that's the t- typical leftists that tend to tend to do well on, uh, especially like online are the people who po- po- posting um, uh, and whoever the. Well, Pepe, not Groper, Pepe, those guys. Yeah. You mean like the- Twitch people? Yeah, like Hassan, uh, uh, whatever his last name is, um, is pretty big. And his stuff is just, even though like uh, he seems to be chafing under that, 
the the requirement to game or talk about gaming now uh, because he had like a big long thing about sometimes I just want to talk about Ben Shapiro. I was like, that's the first time anyone's ever said that. So <laughs> I think another topic that we shouldn't be like pushing as part of leftist plat- a leftist platform is like this whole grooming shit. Um, oh the tweet today. Yeah, a reappearance. Like a good, someone, someone said this perfectly. Like, shut the. Uh, okay, one, if you're a consenting adult who gives a fuck about the, the grooming shit, right? Like, we said this before, but also, like, a good rule of thumb is just half your age plus, I think it's seven. Half plus your seven, age plus yes. seven. So it's like, I mean, that, that would set, I mean, like, so, someone like, that would set me at like 19 and a half. And I feel like, yeah, that's a pretty, it's a pretty good age, like age range to, to date in, I guess. Yeah. And no one, the thing is no one's debating like, Oh, is it creepy for a 30 year old to get with a 15 year old? Like, absolutely. And that's right, probably yes. like morally wrong. But these people are like, well, if you're in your mid to late twenties as a woman and you're trying to date someone in their thirties or four, even worse, their forties, then yeah. you, uh, those men are predators and they're trying to rape you. Yeah. Yeah, the um, the tweet I saw was that like women in their twenties are just the power levels, which is like you're just assuming that like I mean, like my girlfriend is a similar age to me, and she's in a make is in a job that pays way more than mine, and probably will ever do. So does that mean I'm being groomed by her? Yes, like if yes, she were a few actually. years older than me, would that be predatory? Which well, no, it's case, only it's only yeah. when when it happens. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's, it's only because it's yeah, like the South Park thing, right? The South Park thing where it's like she's boning her students. It's like nice. Yeah. No, it's it's weird. It's a weird like um, okay to sort of empower women. We're going to infantilize them to the point where even if you're in your 20s, even if you're uh, way past the point of being a, a legal adult then that means that you are a baby. You're still a baby. And if a man tries to fuck you, then he wants to fuck babies. And that's bad. And it's like, I feel like, okay, just making a blanket statement that women in their twenties are all irresponsible and powerless and just, just, you know, just waiting to be washed away by the grooming tides of 30 year olds. It's like, like, I don't see how that's like, like, in, in any way, shape, or form, like first of all, an accurate analysis or, or how material it's analysis, or, or even feminist, yeah, to to say that, like, it's a completely you know, non-feminist analysis because you're taking her agency out of the exactly, situation, you're taking agency away which from, is, from which is what from, they complain is, is always happened. Yeah, complain men do, which we do, right? Which is a problem. Which but is what I do. See, what's that? Which is what I do. Yes, which I is love cool taking away agency. Yeah, yeah, do it all the time. Yeah. Um, meantime, my girlfriend's like, I want to pick a movie. I'm like, no, I know what movie to pick. It is the man's job to pick a movie. That is, it is the man's job. Well, yeah. when she picks Blade Runner, you have to you have to sit her down and you have to say, now listen, the the ideas in this movie are highly complex. I doubt you can fathom what this even means. I'm sorry, it's not a Marvel movie. Um, <laughs> Stupid bitch. I already I already had my my whatever 20 minutes of a hate over that um but josh keeps wanting to bring it back up again so i can relive it 
What were your guys' thoughts when you saw the whole Blade, like, why is Blade Runner a thing tweet? I, I've talked to Matt uh, Cole about this, but what, what did you think, Matt? Um, well, I, I, I pivoted. I, I went from women shouldn't be allowed to watch movies to, okay, m- women can watch movies, but men have to pick them, and it is the man's job to explain to them. To explain them to me, yes. Because, yeah. like, it, well, the thing is, with, with, uh, with women, it's like, typically these types of um, thoughts only happen when the boyfriend's like, hey, let's watch this movie. And then the girlfriend's like, all right, we'll watch this movie. And then the girlfriend's like, I had to ask, you know, my boyfriend about like what was going on or because it's like, (laughs) I don't know what it is. And I think it might honestly be because the boyfriend is present in the entire situation. Cause if the, if, if, uh, if someone, if, if a girl were to be like, what, cause the, the themes in Blade Runner aren't that incredibly difficult to get or understand. Um, and there, you know, it's not like, uh, it's not like, uh, Brianna, it was a is is a, a fucking um, what you call it like a like a wow. cinema like a cinema sense bro yeah. like she could probably understand it but the thing is like whenever the boyfriend is present then the girl just like drops all pretense of like being a person who can understand things it's like help me I'm a dumb baby I'm so fucking stupid you need to explain everything to me it's like why the fuck is it's like a phenomenon that happens almost. and and the moral failing of Brianna's boyfriend was not he giving her the yes. correct analysis because they they Brianna great great I could call her gray joy like from the like, yeah, Game of did. Thrones but yeah. Brianna joy gray and her yeah. boyfriend like both, I guess, decided to hate watch this film together because. Well, he's probably like watching Cinema Sins and going ding every time there's like something. <laughs> no, they, there was a literal. Uh, one of her like in her thread, right? There was a literal interaction she posted that was just like you might as well add the ding at the end of it, like just yeah. taking this scene, like in just you know whatever burrowing down to this very specific interaction of whatever decker buying a guy a drink and then they're like oh does he really think that this would stop the line of questioning oh it did oh ding cinema sin like what the fuck are we even talking about right here this do like i've seen the movie what like half a dozen times right now do i remember that scene whatsoever or that interaction no because it's it doesn't fucking matter that's the thing like like that, that's what I wanted to talk about. Like, and I'm glad Josh, you brought this up is that I feel that YouTube, um, like, like the commentators who, or the, the, the people who review YouTube review movie reviewers have ruined like film reviews because when you watch a movie and cause every like fucking idiot with a camera can talk about their thought, like, they watch a movie and they go, um, you know, uh, the last Jedi actually doesn't make any sense because, um, no, he wouldn't do this. And, uh, uh, and all this shit. And it's like, well, no, you're, that's not the point. Like the point isn't cause you can pick apart any movie all day long. Yeah. Right. You can pick apart the like logical shit. And half the time, like movies aren't meaning to be logical. Like if I want, if I want a fucking logical movie, I just do math, you know, <laughs> And that's the I thing. Do math like, and I get no pussy. Yeah, I do exactly. That every night. <laughs> exactly. But like, film criticism is like, what is the movie trying to say, and how does the movie make me feel? Right? Like, is it try? Is it is it trying to say something to me about something, or is it trying to make me feel a particular way? Right? 
And is it is the shots hap- like doing this? Is the acting doing this? Is like the storyline doing this? It's not like oh um the people. Here's another one. The people on um, Game of Thrones, um, they just invented fast travel because there's no way that they could get from point A to point B. It doesn't fucking matter. Like that's there's no reason why that matters. Uh, the best the best um, case of this, like the the best example of this, is when Us came out. And everyone's like, yes. well, how do they how do they live down there, and how do how do they breed rabbits, and and how do they how do they, it, it's like you're it's that's not the point. It's it's a metaphor. Like it doesn't matter. Like like literally, there's no the, he doesn't bring that up. He doesn't explain it because it doesn't fucking matter to the point like the point that the film is trying to make or the the emotion that it's trying to elicit. It's, and that's a good it, point because like it's it's art. Like if we're looking at it like art, which Granted, capitalism and Disney have done a great job of like sucking any artistic value out of properties. So when people actually watch someone, and we're not talking about like art house, the genre, we're just talking about like film in general. But when they watch a movie like Blade Runner, because everything's not clearly spelled out, because there's metaphors that like these characters and the dialogue, uh, there's a thing called subtext and there's like a tone of, what the people are saying isn't actually what's happening on screen. And Brianna's major complaints was there's not enough dialogue and it's just, (laughs) it's just like uh, masturbatory cinematography. They're like, and a lot of people, a lot of people in the comments were like, yeah, just watch 2049 because it does what Blade Runner 1 did, but better, where it's just beautiful pictures. Do you know why it does what Blade Runner 1 did? Because it because it was aping shit from Blade Runner 1. It laid the fucking foundation for not just that movie, but every other fucking movie you think does it better. They wouldn't exist without Blade Runner. And it that's okay. Like, it's it. okay to like 2049 better. Because we know you already understand like Blade Runner one, like, uh, but it's just sad because like there's no critical analysis and and like Matt said, it's just well this scene by itself in a vacuum. How can I tear it apart and break it down to like its most fundamental level and show any nuance out of it? Why are you trying to outsmart a film? Like that's the whole point. Like it's not like a film isn't a thing to be outsmarted. Like you can you could. So you can point out it's and this is like where my kind of like this is kind of funny because I'll, I'll give ammo against my argument. It's kind of breaks down here. You can point out like logical things that don't make sense if the film has previously established it. Right. Like as a viewer, I sit down and I say, you know, OK, I'm allowing myself to be swept up in this film world. Um, you know, I will let the film tell me what it can and can't do and everything. Right. And if the film says okay, well, we can't travel faster than light. And then they travel faster than light. Okay, yeah, I can understand being agreements with that. There's certain things that annoy me in films, like in in terms of like science fiction, when they try to become too science-y and the science breaks down, that's really stupid. I hate that. Like in Ant-Man, here's a prime example. Here's a cinema sings ding that I can get behind. Hank Pym says that the, 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 Ant-Man formula allows you to shrink the distance between atoms and therefore allows people to shrink. Well, the problem is in the movie, they go smaller than atoms. That's how does that work? Shrinks the distance between them, but you you shrink smaller. So like, okay, the movie is breaking its own logical consistency. Does that make it like, 
Does that mean I can point to that and go, look at it, bad film? No, because it's not. that's not the point of the movie. It's a dumb popcorn movie. But like Blade Runner, when you sit down and you go, I don't think they would like logically do this. It doesn't matter if they would logically do that because that's what the fuck they do. Like that's what happens. I don't see – I don't get where the logical inconsistencies come from. Like also – well, OK. I get – like, OK. If you're – if you if you don't understand the motivations of the character you're watching, you will – like like her problems with the logic, right, is because she didn't understand who the character was. And it's clear that she doesn't because she's like, well, I'm supposed to read – Roy, like the sort of the lead replicant as a good guy, but he's doing all this. It's like you are fundamentally not supposed to read him as a good guy. Roy from the get go reads like a cornered animal. Like we don't think of a cornered animal as good or bad. That's just where they are. That's their situation. You know, like, I don't get like, where's the evidence of his mental decline? How about the fact that he speaks in cryptic riddles from the from the first get go? The first time we see him, he is just speaking like like very ephemerally, not in a way that we would like any normal person would find like comforting or, or good to speak to. Like if you met the guy and talked to him on the street, you would probably want to get away from him as fast as possible because he speaks as if he is either like. He's either in the next five seconds going to snap your neck into or like make you like an origami crane or something. Right. Either way, it's not a normal interaction with someone. So, yeah, if you don't get that, if you're sitting there like with Marvel brain trying to be like, who's the good guy? Who do I root for? I don't understand. This is confusing me. Then then you're not going to have a good time. Like it's not a story of good winning over evil. It's not a it's not a morality tale. Not not everything has to be, but because that's like the biggest properties now are just morality beating you over the head with good wins, good over bad, good guys winning. Then if you just your everyone's brain is just trained to try to seek that out. Like we're all we're all are like trying to just see shit that isn't there. Rihanna not only didn't understand Roy. She didn't understand Decker and what a Blade Runner actually is. Yeah. It makes you question like how closely she actually watched the film or if she was like doing something in it, during it because she she talks about again the morality of Decker and like oh why would he do this it doesn't make any sense. It's like well it kind it makes sense if you realize that a Blade Runner is like a death squad agent who yes. goes around De, quote decommissioning retiring. people retiring yeah. people which is murdering them uh and when you and see him the, as like an agent yeah. of capitalism like this sf goon, ss goon guy yeah. maybe if he was wearing like a, a nazi uniform you'd be like oh obviously like, bad guy but because if, he's wearing normal clothes yeah but but because he's wearing like normal clothes for whatever normal was at the time um cool wasn't there something you pointed out where where she was like complaining about the lack of diversity or the the weird multiculturalism oh. of the movie. No, it's um. So there's a scene where Roy and uh, his name's like the, eye dude? Not, the guy who makes eyes or yes. There's so there's a, a um a character who is a genetic designer for Tyrell. So he makes the eyes uh, that go into replicants, 
And Roy, I think, and Leon, the replicant you see at the beginning of the movie, getting like the test done on him, um, go to sort of question him, interrogate him, because they want it to. Roy wants to meet with Tyrell because Tyrell, like, he hopes to extend his life past the uh, designated end date, and he thinks Tyrell can give him the answers. And so, um, you know, to get the answers out of this guy who is Chinese uh, in this context. Um, they start to interrogate him, like, you know, choking him, throwing him around, all this stuff. And so <laughs> Rihanna is like, goes into this and saying, well, there's, that's a weird racial politics going on. Like, it's weird. It, this white guy throwing around an Asian guy. And it's like, okay, uh, Roy is not white. <laughs> Roy is a robot. <laughs> Roy's whiteness actually in this. So if you just, if you do not, again, do not understand the character or the context, right? Roy's not a white guy. Roy is a replicant. If anyone were to find out that he was a replicant, uh, he would be immediately murdered, right? So he doesn't have this same, like, privilege. Like, the context is very, very different, right? Like, Roy's not kicking the shit out of this guy because he's Asian. I mean, isn't that the same thing that's, like, in uh – when people were bitching about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood because Brad Pitt uh, out kung fu's Bruce Lee, and I'm like, okay, what what is more? Hold on a second. What is more racist to say that like, oh, he beats up a person of color, he out kung fu's a Chinaman or whatever, <laughs> or to say that like he can't he can't do that because that's the only person of color in the film. Well, I think it is. It's the only person of color with like lines in the film, right? You say, oh, that's wrong because he like it's a white guy who's beating him up. Or is it more racist to be like, okay, a white guy can never beat him up because he's a – Yeah. Because like aren't you just like well, – Yeah, like all, all it's Asians not like, are it's not amazing like, at kung fu. So obviously a white guy couldn't beat him up. Yeah, it's not, it's like that's such a such a surface level stupid fucking Twitter rot brain take where it's like this yeah. person – like that's what, what I hate like – not all movies boil down to, uh, oh, well, look at this, you know, or like you said, like he's not doing it because the guy is like, you know, a minority or whatever. It's not like he's not like I'm going to kill all minorities in this movie. Or, <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, even then it would be like an interesting thing about like racism in there probably. Yeah. And this this eight, this Chinese guy, right, who he's interrogating. He is one of the like fucking like assembly like he's a person in assembly line and creating replicants. Like Roy is partly here because his guy designed his eyes for him. So yeah, of course he's gonna beat. He, like he's supposed to view this guy like as a friend. Like oh, thanks for making my eyes. Like oh, I'm, I'm glad I was able to see all the horrible shit I saw as a fucking slave because you made my eyes for me. You know like. The seeing that like and not understanding it as like, you know, your chickens coming home to roost. Right. In the sense that Tyrell's slave population they've created coming back to, um, you know, basically just get revenge on, you know, I mean, it's not truly a revenge like that's simplifying it too much. Right. Because, you know, Roy and like the other replicants just they they don't want to. You know, their lives have a designated end date and they want to get past that. And so that's why they come. And it's only after, you know, Tyrell, they've been told only after they've been told, well, that's not possible. 
that, that it becomes about getting revenge because it's like, okay, you know, your use to me was to extend my life. And if you can't do that, then I'll, you know, kill you. <laughs> like, um, which is a reasonable reaction. Um, Oh, can yeah. we, can we talk about, um, can, can we, we like kind of shift topics a little bit and talk about, uh, the, the time that I'm having on Twitter.com today, which is, uh, it's a, it's a great grand old time talking about uh, fascist BB-8, little okay, little fascist BB-8 that rolls around. It's a they invented it was on Tech Insider, and they invented a surveillance robot. Oh yes, that's okay. a ball, and it can go on any terrain and underwater and in the snow and everything. And and there's like a couple of people who were like, you know, they had they had some uh, takes on it, going like, hey, we should like build up our leg muscles so we can kick this thing in the fucking stratosphere and right and all this thing. And of course, like I decide, you know what, I'll, I'll, I'll pull a posting menace and just tweet what's on my brain. And I said, round up everyone working in tech and immediately kill them. It okay. was my- Indiscriminately. Just, uh, yeah. you know, even if you're not directly tied to fascist BB-8, you probably are in like the supply chain of it. So well, anyone, anyone employed at Boston Dynamics should be sent to a, like a re-education camp because they're just making like the RoboCop, like the fucking um, mech warriors of the future. You know, this big brain boy decided to point out he took a picture of my tweet and it's, you know, obviously it's still the same. And he decides to inflate the Twitter for iPhone logo. Oh, by saying you by owning the iPhone cannot call. Oh yeah. Oh man, I'm sorry, Matt. You're you're owned. I'm sorry. You're this. So I of course had to do the. Oh yeah, I'm already looking at it. The you uh. We should improve society somewhat. Yet you participate in society. Curious. I'm very intelligent. So I've got such mixed reviews of this, such as um. Okay, so this one's pretty good. iPhone Vuvuzela 100 Quadra Godzillion commit not breathing. What I got a picture. Got a picture of Joker saying, "You don't like capitalism, yet you exist." iPhone Venezuela bottom text one hundred billion dead. This is okay. This that's is, funny. It makes sense. Sometimes yeah. you need to use the tools, tools against them. That was on my side. Look yeah. at me. I use a different brand, therefore I'm superior. Uh, how many times? This is pretty good. How many times do y'all have to get clowned on to realize this just isn't a good argument? Um, then. Uh, but my communism, no iPhone 100 octa gorillion dead Vuvuzela cube. <laughs> <laughs> so that, the quarillion. Yeah. So a lot of people were saying, uh, when I posted the meme, it says, I mean, you don't have to own an iPhone, uh, or you can continue without iPhone. It's not essential. What? Like how, how come this argument, well, not even argument, just this random, like, you're spitting stuff out into the ether. Like how come it devolves into talk about whether owning an iPhone is morally right or or not? It just doesn't make any sense. Cause like we're talking about uh, a surveillance fascist BBA that is going to roll roam the streets. So, uh, and this might, you know, be in with the whole defund the police thing is we could see this from the right where, okay, we'll, we'll defund the police and have less cops, but will increase our surveillance methods. So if we have a fascist BB-8 robot to roll around the cities, maybe we need less cops and we can say we're defunding the police. So, I mean, this is like a real thing that needs to be addressed. And people are like, but you can't comment. You have a, you have an iPhone. Yeah. It's like, what the, 
does that have to do with anything that is well, being discussed? It's kind, of, it's kind of funny because one person said straw man to my, says you, we should improve society somewhat. Horror's comic response, which I find kind of funny because like, yes, that is technically a straw man, but also telling me that I own an iPhone is a fucking no true Scotsman. Like, yeah. Oh, if you actually against surveillance all the way down, baby. Yeah. Uh, so I'm like, it doesn't matter. Well, one, it's like a joke. Like, it, And I think people were like, they didn't understand that I was making a joke telling them to round up everybody in tech and kill them. Right. Yeah. Like this is. <laughs> But no one I, reads, like, like no one, no one can take them themselves or Twitter like anything other than a hundred percent serious now. So anything, absolutely. yes, well, yeah. these are the these are presumably the same people that like reply to Trump and be like, "Gotcha," you know? Like, it's sir, like, sir, did you just say Thailand, <laughs> sir? That's a big oof. That's a big oof on the timeline, so, sir. You see Matt's post, and they're like. Well, actually, Matt, that's a really bad argument. You can't kill advocate killing everyone. In tech. Yeah, there was a guy that there was a guy that tech, you wouldn't have a phone. There's a Did guy that 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 deleted his shit, but he said something along the lines of like, "Oh, you're advocating genocide, and yet you won't say kill." It's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I love I, I love it honestly. Like, I'm not even complaining. Like, I was at the gym today, and I was like yeah. reading. I was reading the the shit while social distancing and wearing a mask, but I was reading like the the comments and stuff, and I was just like gleefully like, yes, let it soak over me. Like this is so perfect. Like, well, you've like you've discovered the Twitter formula, which is you don't try to post like high level shit. You just say, you just say the most people, kill yeah, everybody, just, fuck yeah. trans people don't exist, bisexual, <laughs> just like start saying shit like that just oh, to yeah. stir the pot. That's I, really I, you know, like, I want to be a mass shooter. I want to date a mass shooter. Just like find a format. Like <laughs> well, that's why Posty Menace <laughs> is so popular because like he just says the most insane batshit stuff. You're the only people it who but it doesn't matter on the internet. Like only people who still joke on Twitter are like folks like that. Like everyone else is like being some shade of serious. The only people who actually still use Twitter to make jokes are the people just going on. About like, oh, uh, you know, that feeling when no girlfriend who eats my cum while shooting up a high school. Like, that's the only people. <laughs> who still I, I mean, posting this, he does create some bangers. I mean, he had a banger the other day that was like, I feel like people aren't talking about the uh, the, <laughs> the the out of school COVID kids to mass shooter pipeline. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, that's the only people who still like. I can't say anything. Like, I'm I'm serious on Twitter. Like, Michael oh, stop being serious. Yeah. yeah, like Michael Tracy being like, "Dude, it's my birthday, but I identify as another birthday." I was like, maybe oh, instead of like fucking fat retard. Yeah, maybe like Mark next Tracy time when you think about like tweeting something like this, maybe you should just like kill yourself. Like that'd be pretty <laughs> cool if you went to tweet and then said, "Oh." Um, instead of doing this, I'll just go like, like, you know, like <laughs> commit suicide by cop. But like the thing, the difference between posting menace and Michael Tracy is okay. A couple things. One posting menace is actually funny. Uh, and two posting menace doesn't actually like, 
mean oh we need to like erase all bisexual people it's just like a funny meme that's like it's fucking hilarious yeah. right and then like michael tracy though saying this is like he actually believes this like he oh yeah every yeah. single michael tracy tweet that tries to be a joke is 100 percent serious yeah. and that's the main difference is that every tweet that posting minister does is not is a joke right it's a hilarious joke but it's a joke nonetheless yeah. and then every tweet that michael tracy does that is is trying to be a joke is him being hundred percent serious, and you can you really you really can tell. It's like um, that one exchange he had where someone was like, "Oh, you're gonna cry about it, you loser," and he was like, "Yeah, I'm crying. Come wipe the tears off my big, fat, sweaty, disgusting <laughs> face." And I was like, "That's like that's just him being like down. That, that's him looking in the mirror saying that as he's typing it. Like he's not joking. That's just him." That's the conversation he has with himself every morning when he gets up. You know? Did you see that Tulsi Gabbard fucking responded to his birthday thing? Yes. Wait, really? No, she was. She, she said happy non-birthday because she's a she's a cunt. Because <laughs> <laughs> she sucks. Because she's like she's like whatever. She's like oh I'm anti-imperialist, <laughs> but also I love Modi and hate gay people. Everyone come lick my feeties. It's like well I'm going to I'm going to, but I'm not happy about it. Like I prefer <laughs> prefer you have yeah. better politics if I'm going to give you a cum tribute, you know. Yeah, dude, it's like that was uh, that was so embarrassing for for both of them. Honestly, mm-hmm. I was I like, mean, I on. don't think I don't. Tracy uh, probably came immediately upon seeing that, as any oh, of us in this room would do. Um, but um, yeah, they definitely. I think the two of them definitely don't find it embarrassing, but the rest of us, obviously. Well, he was like her only supporter, right? Like that was the biggest thing. After like, yeah, after like her shit was, oh, I'm gonna run as like this outsider candidate. Also, I love Joe Biden. Also, I'm dropping out immediately to endorse Joe Biden. You know, like oh re- wow, Tulsi, God, what a fucking did you see? Hero you are okay. carrying the standard to talk about like my, let's check talk about Michael Tracy because there's no real news. Fuck it, we're all gonna die. But uh, Michael Tracy. He he was in what was it like Portland or whatever at the with the protest, and he was like running. Did you see that video where they took his phone? Yes, <laughs> it's yeah, so that's... funny. This guy's such a bitch. Like it's so funny how much of a bitch Michael Tracy is. Like they took his phone and then they're like, uh, "We'll give it back if you say Black Lives Matter," and he did. He was like <laughs> Black Lives Matter. <laughs> He's like running he away. Phone. And he was like, "Did someone threw a donut at me? That after I ate it, I came back <laughs> <laughs> yeah. tweet, the tweet about how awful it was." God, yeah, dude. And then people, it was so funny because there there are people who like legitimately who were like, um, "Look at all these 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 uh, neoliberal PMCs are just nothing but a bunch of gay theater kids that need to get their asses whooped or whatever." And then these people were like, "How dare they accost Michael Tracy in the streets?" Yeah. Yeah, then they go out there and then have like, yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly. Like they're like, I, yeah, uh, fucking, it's it'd be on sight, bro. Like just because I'm crying doesn't mean I still can't beat your asses, right? Well, they're all like, like the 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 keyboard warriors or whatever, right? Like they come out in droves to talk about the the neoliberal PMCs and how trans people are bad, but also like the moment, like if they met anybody who like questions their authority in any way and like, like says something to them, like, Hey, also maybe you shouldn't um, dox us. Right. Like, cause that's what Michael Tracy was doing. He was recording them and being like, what's your name? What's your name? And they were like, fuck off. And they took his phone from him and said, say black lives matter, bitch. 
They should have been like they should have done that little thing where they like throw out their fist and he's like, oh god, and it's like two for flinching, bro. <laughs> it's like yeah, it's the Andy No thing. It's the I'm gonna like wade in the middle of you, film you, and try to get as much personal information about you, and then whenever I receive retaliation, I'm gonna run screaming like to Fox News, which he was on. He was on like Turkle, uh, Turkle. Tucker Carlson not too long ago. So like, you know, it's like another Turkle, Turkle thing. Yeah. Yeah. I've said every time I want to say Tucker Carlson, (laughs) I just go Turkle, which is like, would be awesome. Turkle Carlson. Turkle Carlson. Hey, it's Turkle Carlson. He's got great politics. Turkle, Turkle Carlson's got great politics. This is the breakfast club with Turkle Carlson. (laughs) I think we can agree there's like a lot of people like Michael Tracy being a prime example and Tucker Carlson of people who, you know, probably deserve to get COVID and, you know, not to be too extreme, but like to die from it. Um, No, I'm not going to go there. He just deserves to get his like. Yeah, well, maybe a mild case of COVID or something like that. But there there's there is one person who absolutely does not deserve to get COVID who has it currently. And we should all be praying for him <laughs> on our knees. Yeah. And that is Papa Jordan Clean Your Room Peterson. Yeah, Jordan Peterson. Yep. Father Peterson has COVID after coming yep. out of his nine month long coma in the Siberian wasteland. Yeah. He has been uh, defrosted and awakened just to have some Croatian man spit in his face and give him COVID. Serbian, Josh. Serbian, in, sorry. In trouble for mixing those up. Um, no, it's great. It's uh, Jordan Peterson has had just a very normal, very cool last nine months where his... So uh, the latest Chapo, um, which will probably be a new one tonight, but before that, uh, had a good point how like Jordan Peterson's always going on about like, Slay the feet, the chaos dragon. Women are unorganized, and like he's given birth and is now captive to the most evil woman <laughs> who has ever existed. Like it's just his fucking daughter. It's just like, oh well, you know, dad is depressed after mom died, and he's addicted to benzos. So I know the perfect place to send him to get medical treatment. That's right, the first place everyone thinks of, fucking Russia, like. <laughs> I can on a list of places to go to get medical care for myself. Uh, Russia ranks just above like an unmarked like barge out in the middle of the sea <laughs> owned by Somali pirates. Like I would go there. Like what's being one shown. of the people. One of the people who retweeted uh, the guy who who posted Twitter for iPhone. There, there's it's a bunny girl anime Avi. It's nice. called their at their t- t- sign is bunny with a rifle. I like shoot gun, halo, video game, and family of Kalishnikov rifles and cute boys, veteran femboy. Hot okay. veteran femboy. I'm gonna, I can get I'm gonna look that up. I can get behind most of that uh, yeah. sentiment. No, but Cole, you made a, a, a very valid point because who in their right mind uh, living in the U.S. Or having access to like European healthcare is like, okay, we're going to bypass all those other European countries and go straight to the the mother of them all. We're going to go to Moscow. We're going to go yeah. to some secret lab. And so uh, this happened like a month ago, but Jordan, uh, having risen from the dead on the third yeah. day, appeared on Michaela's 
podcast. She has her own podcast now, which is amazing for all of us. But he appeared on there and they kind of walked through how this went. And essentially, she like in his catatonic state kidnapped him and took him (laughs) more or less like I can't say against his will, but I also can't say for his will because he was like basically unconscious. He doesn't remember having the discussion about going to Russia. Like Michaela and her fiance who supposedly is like trafficking people is what Chapo said. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. He's like an ex MMA fighter slash human trafficker. Like, (laughs) I don't know if that's a bit or if that's for real, but anyway, so she drags Peterson to Russia and this is like, this podcast is post awakening. And so she's having to like run him through everything that happened while he was basically gone. We did to you. Yeah. He's like, Daddy, you don't remember this, but we all agreed to take you to <laughs> Russia. We all agreed, Daddy, to give you a huge pair of, of, of knockers. So you're going to look down. You're going to see uh, some, some sweater puppies right there. But that's what he's we like, all agreed to. He's like, wait a minute. You're the you're the hot concierge girl I born. Who's Michaela? Or I boned. Who's Michaela? <laughs> Daddy, yeah. that was me the whole time. Yeah. And so now he's in he's in Serbia and Serbia, I, which is like I told you that list of places to go. <laughs> I would go. Serbia is like right above Russia on that list for, for getting help with anything. No offense. Well, is that like is it that they they because like what his was is uh, they they allow you to be put into a coma when you're coming off of fucking what is it benzos or whatever that he was addicted to? yeah the, the the thing about moscow and and the benefit for the peterson family is they can do shit that is like very dangerous and <laughs> i was just saying, like hit him in the head with a hammer like every fucking night <laughs> no like the the a medically induced coma like that in that sort of condition is like like that's really why like they ended up in russia is because like that's not something that other healthcare like professionals would do like they would be like that's way too dangerous every every specialist they consulted with was like there's no way in hell i'm doing that because it's so dangerous and like i would be putting his life in jeopardy and was like you know what that meat diet it it could work in this situation too (laughs) like no yeah she was like okay dad uh we've got turned down by 199 other countries but guess what I found this nice little place. It's nestled deep within an abandoned factory in the Rostov Oblast in Russia. And she, but she's like a villain. Like Michaela Peterson's like a super villain. And she's just like, if you don't cure my dad, you're dead. And he's just like, so sorry, Miss Peterson. We will definitely wake your father up. Yeah. He's like that. He's like, it's that, uh, that scene in like Fast and the Furious when they're trying to wake up like uh, Jason Statham's brother or whatever. He's like, if, if my brother dies, I'm coming back for you. She's just like, if my father dies, Mr. Russian man, I'm coming yeah. back for you. And you're where you, you ever want to see your daughter again. My husband will, will not allow you to ever see her again. <laughs> yeah. Unless he's like, so, so, yeah. so, uh, most recent update we've had on Peterson is from three days ago. And Michaela, there's a quote in the sun, which is, I believe a British newspaper. It's and, uh, yeah. And she said, He'll get better, but he's definitely taken a step back, and it's really just unfortunate. It's been a disaster <laughs> to her father getting COVID. For yeah. a guy who wrote a book called 12, 12 Rules for Life, he definitely sucks at all of life. How yeah. I want to know, how did he get COVID? 
Was he not social distancing? Were they not wearing masks? Was Michaela well, said, just shuffling like people a, through the home and they were hospital, spitting right? in his throat? Yeah, he was at a Serbian hospital. Again, that's, you know, that's <laughs> yeah. I bring out the list again. But uh, yeah, he was in the fucking Serbian hospital. Just uh, Some like guy, I guess, was like, okay, Mr. Peterson, time for your like morning benzos. And just came <laughs> and like passed it to him like from like mouth to mouth or whatever. I was going to yeah. be like, Good good morning, Mr. Peterson. Time for your daily cocksuck. Yeah. Like, but all seriousness, Cole, Cole and I the other day when we were first heard about this news, we're talking about like, you know, Jordan Peterson, is he a shithead? Yes. But like considering the amount of damage he's actually done, it's pretty small compared to a lot of other people who, quote, deserve to get coronavirus, you know, deserve yeah. for it to happen. But it's like, uh, I guess uh, Jordan Peterson's rhetoric really pissed off the one true God, Allah, and it's <laughs> like yeah. a curse upon him and his family because he's getting saw, shit on right now. I saw this post and it said something along the lines of like, uh, <laughs> it's like Zizek like sheathing his katana while Jordan <laughs> yes, walking away while Jordan Peterson's like pieces. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> you're already dead. No, no yeah, part. like. Like your ideology is that you got COVID among the Serbians. His his ideas suck and like he sucks, but it is not this like like someone just like someone help him like just get him away from his daughter and like <laughs> somewhere somewhere he can convalesce that won't like at the first sign of trouble just like like hit him over the head with a ball peen hammer and go well we'll just give it six months and if he comes he wakes up. He'll be good. Um, yeah, someone. Yeah, someone come on. Like, if I could transfer the pain he's experiencing onto like, I don't know, any YouTuber, I would. Like Ben Shapiro. Oh yeah, Ben Shapiro. Um, who, yeah, we suck yeah. him off. Yeah, I, I would say like I don't. You know, you don't ever wish like anything upon a person, right? You don't wish like sickness or whatever upon a person. But also, like honestly, couldn't have happened to a nicer guy. Am I right? Yeah. Like. You know, the guy who bitched about the fact that – like a tenured professor who bitched about, uh, you know, Bill C-17 or 16 or whatever where I have to call people by their preferred pronouns. It's like never an issue and you just bitch – essentially bitched at like having – like not even having, just like doing the common decency of like – Oh, I'm I'm gonna call you by your preferred pronouns. Like it's just yeah, and then he gets rich off of his book tour and everything. So yeah, again, like a total bastard man. But there have been a lot more prominent people who have got like done more material damage to to people. Maybe he's like turned some people alt light or something like that. But I mean, his books. I do think he actually like. Here's the the only thing I can say about Jordan Peterson that I think is actually a positive, which is kind of weird, is that I think he is one of the few people who actually does give a, give a fuck about like young guys. Like, I actually do think that he's one of the few, like quote unquote, public in, intellectuals that. Well, like, I mean, there's a lot of leftist intellectuals now, right? Like, like Zizek who does, but I think there's a lot of people who are more on the mainstream, kind of like Peterson, who don't give a fuck about dude. All his faults for all his stupid shithead anti-trans shit. I think he actually does give a fuck about like depressed guys, which is like kind of 
Nice. And would you also do you agree that like he seems more genuine than a Ben Shapiro or those yeah, other types? Where yes, he's a shithead, but he's actually this is who he I is, mean, and he, he's not. When he talks about like seeing guy like young men in his clinic, and he's like tearing up, I actually kind of do feel like he is sad for younger guys. But also at the same time, it comes at the it comes at him being like, well, women are chaotic, like you know, type yeah. Like, so so i think you can i think you could say like his his um his diagnosis is wrong but at least he is kind of looking at a problem that a lot of people don't look at yeah it's uh yeah it's this uh recognition of like men uh or just i mean people in general but you know young sort of disaffected men being alienated and you know his doesn't in any way shape or form acknowledge that the alienation comes through like the fucking superstructure of capitalism. But, you know, you know, his uh, solution or his uh, answer is just postmodern neo-Marxism slash vagina. Like, you know, it's that's, it's that same old like calculus that like more conservative traditional people do is that you, you see problems with society. You see like the ills that affect people and you don't, look at like, okay, so what are the structures that cause this? You go, oh, well, the problem is that we're just not doing things like we used to. And if we get back to traditional ways of, of living and, you know, if we have like everyone's a trad wife, then yeah, we'll get back to like, you know, everything will be good again. And it's like, you're not understanding that the re part of the, partly of the reason why traditional, like traditional ways have changed because they sucked for women and other uh, marginalized groups, but also because, you know, capitalism under undermines tradition. Like when tradition gets in the way of profit, it gets bowled over. Mm-hmm. So part of the reason why you're com- like complaining about all this is because capitalism has, has caused this. Right. But the solution isn't to be like, well, get rid of capitalism so we can bring back trad wise. It's like, you know, get rid of tra- capitalism so you can live your life the way you want to. You know, if like because, you know, plenty of uh, women do at least express a desire to just, you know, like have a traditional life of being a mother or whatever. Right. And that's fine. You know, yeah, it's just yeah. a lot of like a lot of capitalism's kind of things, like you said, is is kind of like a destruction of tradition because the whole thing is like the reason that that these young disaffected guys want to return to tradition is because they view they view they say okay well women are like more feminist and they want to like be in the workplace so it's bad because that's what is causing me to not like get pussy or whatever um not that these guys are are uh working this like you know they're they're wage slaves right they're working this job that doesn't pay well and so it's like they're not they're socialized kind of weird so they they think that that it's it's their own fault, right? So they have this like this this defeatist attitude, right? They don't they don't see it as their own fault, but it like they feel that it's somehow inherently they're flawed in some way, which is unattractive yeah. to a potential partner. Yeah. Being unattractive, yeah. But also like it's not that, it's that women are a lot of times forced into a position of being independent, right? So so Capitalism is really good at like masking this and sort of saying like, oh, well, it's just, you know, it's it's feminine that women 
work at fucking McDonald's or whatever, right? Yes. When in all reality, it's, well, no, they don't have a choice but to do that, right? Like, if the choice, like, true feminism is going, hey, if you want to work, that's cool. And if you don't, that's cool also. Like, if you just want to be a housewife, whatever, right? Like, those two things are both feminist in nature. But the problem is that that capitalism is forcing, like, women into the workplace and is forcing people, all people, into a position of like wage stagnation and just like this, like wage slavery to where they can't afford to support a family. Like if the woman doesn't want to work, so yeah. guys in this and they're saying, Oh, well it's feminism's fault. Cause feminism is encouraging women to go out and work, which isn't true. Um, capitalism is forcing women to go out and work. Absolutely. And that was good. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to be the point that I was going to bring up is when Cole mentioned the the trad housewife and we want to return to tradition, it's that, um, you know, both couples now have to work um, because very like you are very fortunate if as a mother you can stay home with your children now. It's the exact opposite yeah. where you're almost like Matt said, forced to go into the workforce because – your husband no longer can just work this one job and have it enough to provide for a house and groceries and, and your child's diapers and everything. Now you, you would, uh, you know, be out on the street or you're extremely poor if only one parent is working. And so, and, um, capitalism has a, does a great job of normalizing everything. So we don't see it as capitalism's fault. We don't see it as an issue. Um, not with, we, we, we look at the aesthetics of, okay, it's gender roles. Like gender roles are what are being destroyed and that's a good thing. But then we're not looking at, okay, why are gender roles being destroyed? It's because capitalism is, says no longer values the woman producing children at home. Like that's what capitalism valued. Now it needs women to be directly involved. It needs just enough people. It needs just enough people to produce workers. But at the same time, capitalism also, because of a lot of these, like, because of the way that the fucking cards fall, it does need women in the workplace because, like, their jobs that, like, I mean, you've got to pay someone less, you know, in certain positions, right? Like, if a, like, if you're a nurse, like, if you're a male nurse, you're going to make more. There's different factors. It's not just like, oh, they have a pussy, so they automatically make less. But it, it, they do make less in certain areas and certain jobs. And that's the thing, like you can justify it because you go, okay, well, we need more diversity, right? So we have to hire more, more men, like, like women, female nurses make less than male nurses because male nurses are more in demand because there's less of them. Yeah. So they're like, they're, so it's a justifying thing for capitalism to go, well, you know, male nurses are just in demand. So, um, we get to pay female nurses less. Yeah, it's um, like what is an ideal situation for like the market? It's not a woman staying home, really. It's a it's both parents working. Like, yeah, and then if, also if you can I mean, extract labor value from both of them, then that's ideal. And on top of that, right, is if you see the way things are connected, it's that okay, the more you know, women we have, you know, not just choosing to work but having to work. Then it's like, okay, well, if they're gone, uh, who's taking care of the kids? And then you have a whole industry out of that. You have a daycare industry, like childcare industry that you can 
you know, whatever soak up market shares for. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it feeds into each other. And the costs are exorbitant. So then companies can use childcare as leverage for people to work at their company because they're like, yeah. hey, we know childcare costs a shit ton. We can provide you childcare while you work here and you don't have to worry about your kids. And I forget what the actual numbers are, but what what we pay in America for childcare is is absurd well, when you yeah. look at other countries. I mean, that's also like the public school system. Like that's basically like childcare, right? Like it's very much a, a way of like pre-childcare. That's why a lot of people, you know, a lot of these people who are saying um, we want the schools to open back up and people are saying like, you're fucking idiots. How, how much do we hate like our children? There are people who do hate children. Yes, that's true. Like they don't care if they die or whatever, but also like, a lot of the school, the the reason people want schools to open back up is because like they can't afford to not work and they can't afford yes. to to put their kids in childcare while they're working. So school is free childcare for them, um, and, and that's all, that's one of the functions. But but also I wanted to say this as well. Um, it's kind of funny how much people online. Um, so I'm part of this like subreddit called R slash incels without hate, and there's still a lot of like incel talk on there but i was reading it and you know a a lot of the 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 things it's just kind of funny that people blame like feminism or chads or whatever because like they're so like i feel that a lot of these guys a lot of these incels are so fucking close to like the truth like they're just they're it's like fucking icarus like they're so close to touching the sun but they fucking fall because a lot of people will be like oh well like giga chad can provide them with like beautiful children like his genes are like beautiful right and he's he's got like a better paying job than you and blah blah and i'm like you're so fucking close like you just need to take that extra step i mean like you know i wrote this entire paper for my critical theory class about dating apps and marxism and in it i reference like it's so weird that we classify dating as like the dating marketplace we use market terms to talk about dating it's like well are you desirable Right. Like, like desire is a huge factor in it. It's not like, are you personable or are you enjoyable to be around? It's, are you desirable? Are you a desirable mate? Right. Like what is your, like, what is your, um, what is your output in the sexual marketplace? Like how do you approach the sexual marketplace? It's all these things that like kind of coalesce and you, you have this like leftist reading where you go, Oh, okay. Well, like these, the, again, these guys are so close to finding it out. They're so close, like to, to the little kernel of truth, and yet they're so far away. Yeah. No, yeah. There's it's definitely a part of it. They still make the connections, you know. I think there's a lot of areas like that, not just incels, but I think there's a lot of people out there. Like, like it's it's almost weird to see conservatives talk about certain things, and it's like, well, you're you're so close, but you know, you're you're kind of off. Yeah, not a lot, not a lot of news this week, which is well, it's like there are it, there is news. It's just the same. Like how much yeah, of it is interesting? Changed. Yeah, like there's going to be a relief bill, maybe not. Um, okay, I'll, tr- let me. Let's talk about that really quick. Just really quick ending on this, possibly. The fact that, like, that 911 breaking news I sent you guys and Comrade Trump, like, is. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? Like, is well, the, he is the most socialist president we've had since uh, Roosevelt. He's, he's the most leftist president we've ever had. Yeah. I mean, like, is that, 
What do you guys think? Do you think that that's actually going to go through or are Democrats actually going to sue him for being a big meanie doo-doo? Well, uh, not only Democrats, but Republicans too are like, now this is like, they're like, you know, I, I agree with a lot of stuff Trump's done, but this is going too far. Um, I haven't seen this a lot, but I, I did see the take that was like, as a Republican, we have to stand for the constitution and, and he's being a tyrant by wanting to give people money. And so you'll have, yeah. I think you'll have your Ted Cruz types who will push back against us and be like, you know, the president's really ex- overreaching because co- this is Congress's job to to fuck up. Not <laughs> he's not allowed to fix things. I mean, it won't really matter. Like as far as like any Republican being pissed off at him, I don't think will matter whatsoever. Because uh, he's still like, you know, he's still like. Like no one gives a shit what Ted Cruz thinks. Think about if Trump like, gives us twelve hundred more bucks. Like Jesus Christ, how many people are actually going to fucking vote for him again? Like that's just. I mean, that's honestly like that the, an extra twelve hundred dollars from Trump. Like even though like you go okay, we should be getting, you know, we should just be getting a like a wage weekly, but like if he goes okay, unemployment unemployment benefits throughout the rest of the year at least, right? And then he goes, all right, but also like an extra $1,200 for people. Like that's more than Biden or the Democrats will ever fucking do in your life. Like there you go right there. You know, Absolutely. Yeah. They've already backed down. They've already backed down off the $600, which $600 go, going back to when it was first announced was like that's measly of, like, compared – well, yeah. unheard of but also measly compared to like other countries. But again, unheard of and – what have the Democrats done? They're like, okay, we'll walk it back to $200 or whatever extra, which is still a significant decrease in income. Well, um, actually, so the Republicans wanted to go, you know, we'll cut it to 200 And then Trump has said, uh, well, I'll just, you know, go to 400 because I'll just split the difference. And which is, you know, like neither of those are acceptable. Like 600 is is you know, where it should stay and it should go up even. But, um, yeah, that's what's been like, if he does sign anything, uh, into law, it'll probably be, you know, trying attempting to make it, you know, whatever to lower the unemployment, um, benefits. My, uh, uh, Oh, well, uh, just, yeah, my, my last thing for the pod and for this topic is, um, Fuck, I completely went blank on what I was going to talk about. Something about Trump and whatever. It's not unimportant. Him sink Thailand. I honestly have only seen the Twitter takes from that. I, I've also only seen the Twitter takes for like Trump quietly in, inquiring how to get his face on Mount Rushmore. But <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you guys Which saw is, that or not. Both of those are just, just you know, super cool. Distra- they're like, distractions too. Saying thi- like, you know, it, like saying Thailand is like, like it's a literal baby break. Like a baby would look at Thailand and say Thailand, right? And he just says it full on in a press conference in front of, you know, whatever. How many people? Hey, no biggie. Don't don't sweat it, yeah. homie. And I love the. Did you see Joe was, Biden petting that disabled kid? That was so yes. fucking creepy. Yeah. That's oh an old God. clip too. That's like from a couple months ago, and it's just now making the rounds. Like he is he is genuinely trying to throw this. Like for for real, uh, he'll be fine. I'm pretty sure. Like, I I you know 
I don't know. I feel like there's I don't I don't I don't know of something he could do, right? That would actually hurt him. I think it's only Bar other saying stuff around the actual him. N-word. I, I think like, I think he'd be I think that would boost his numbers. I'd vote for him. <laughs> if he said yeah. the N-word, yeah, he's got he one. He has said the N-word. Did he see that clip of him saying the N-word? Oh, yeah, oh, he I has said the N-word. Yeah. yeah. It was him when he was younger and still like had less hair for some reason. Yeah. He's a but, uh, he's, he has yeah. classic Benjamin Button disease where he's actually getting younger <laughs> as he gets older. Yeah, and it wasn't like the um, it wasn't like the cute cutesy or whatever. Like, I'm gonna say it in like a way that that is is like, oh, I'm I'm showing how much people like the government doesn't care or whatever by saying that the government will call them in words or whatever. Like Biden just says it, and he's just he like, just, I think he was like, I don't know, he was like quoting something or talking about something. Mark Twain. And, yeah, Mark Twain. <laughs> Yeah, he was just he was just reading Mark Twain. Your seventh grade English teacher was like, "Come on, you can say it. it's written down. Go ahead, um, say, yeah. it. <laughs> say it. God damn it! <laughs> um, that's what that's that's to, my that's my goal. If I'm an English teacher, I'm just gonna just be like, all right, like we're just reading Mark anymore. Twain. Go ahead and read it out loud. Go ahead and read it out loud, Jimmy. Go ahead. Like you're in a you're in a class full of black kids, and there's one white kid, and you're like. Okay, who's going to start off, us off with Mark Twain? Everyone raises their hand. You're like, oh, uh, yeah, I think you, Tommy. Yes, read out this. And you just have like one part highlighted. It's just the N-word. Yeah. It's highlighted, underlined like seven times. <laughs> Did someone just walk in? No. Nope. It's- nope, no one. <laughs> I'm in here alone, yeah. It's not your... I was going to say something mean, but. <laughs> He's going to have something. <laughs> what the fuck? Well, I think that's the end of the yeah, plot. That, that could end it, yeah. Bull's getting accosted by his woman. By a folder, guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. See ya. All right. <laughs>